Well, we are in the middle of this series of uh, sermons on the book Love Does by Bob Goff. Discover a secretly incredible life in an ordinary world. This week, uh, Bob shares a story about how his son, Adam, found a boat for sale on Craigslist. It was a 27-foot sailboat, and the guy wanted less money for it than you'd pay for a set of new golf clubs. So Bob tagged along with Adam to meet the owner to protect his son from what he thought was sure to be a scam. Well, they found out that the sailboat was about 40 years old. Its fiberglass hull had not been taken care of well. It had fasteners missing that were supposed to attach the sail to the mast. Uh, the sails themselves were washed out and limp like bedsheets. Its teak rails looked more like driftwood, and it had running lights that didn't work, and the engine coughed like it chain-smoked oil. <laughs> well, the owner, who turned out to be a research scientist, said, Yeah, this has been a great boat. I've really had fun with it. And then he started telling them all of the places that that boat had taken him to, all the adventures that he'd had on it. And, and he said, you know, I, I just don't have time for it anymore. It kills me to let her go, but it's just time to move on. What I'd love is to find someone who can add to the legacy of this boat. And the whole time, he was kind of sizing up Adam, as if he was thinking, are you up for the challenge? Bob notes, Adam saw this tattered sailboat completely differently than most people would. He said, I'll take it, and he shook the guy's hand. He and Bob sailed it down the coast and into San Diego Bay to Bob's dock. And Bob writes, if nothing else, the boat was brimming with whimsy. <laughs> you know, whimsy is that slightly odd playfully humorous, impulsive, and endearing quality. Uh, Bob says, whimsy was the gleam in our eyes. Whimsy swelled the sails. Whimsy swelled our hearts. That's the way whimsy works. It's a renewable, infinite resource that multiplies. He goes on to say, I've come to understand more about faith as I've understood more about whimsy. What whimsy means to me is a combination of the do part of faith with doing something worth doing. It's whimsy that spreads hope like grass seed in the wind. There's a lot of impulsive, playful whimsy in the Bible as well. I mean, God appears to 80-year-old Abram in present-day Iraq and tells him to leave his family, leave his town, leave everything he's ever known, and go to a land that I'll show you someday. <laughs> he has no idea where he's going, but Abraham goes ahead and leaves. Later on, Joseph has dreams about his brothers bowing down to him and, and, and tells them all about it in great detail. <laughs> Not the smartest thing to do. 
And years later, after they've sold him into slavery and he's been put in prison, Joseph becomes second in command of the entire nation of Egypt. The prophet Elijah gets taken up to heaven in a whirlwind. Jonah gets swallowed by a big fish and then spat up on land. And today we heard how Jesus walks on the sea. And his disciples think he's a ghost until he gets in the boat. He says to them, don't be afraid. Did you know that that is the most common command in all of Scripture? Don't be afraid. The, God said it to his people over and over again when they were going into the promised land, uh, when, they, you know, when his, he was sending out his prophets to speak his word to the people because they had messed up. Don't be afraid, I'll be with you. Uh, he gave that instruction to Moses and to Joshua. And when the angels appeared, whenever an angel shows up in Scripture, the very first thing that they say to the people that they're meeting is, don't be afraid. (laughs) Don't be afraid. I am with you. God says to us over and over and over again. Jesus said to his disciples, do not worry. Don't be afraid, you of little faith. Now, you may have seen a, uh, a slogan on T-shirts and other things a few years ago, no fear. Uh, and it was always on these shirts that, you know, we're trying to inspire this sense of risk-taking and a sense of adventure. Now, some fear is actually healthy. You know, it's a good thing that we're naturally afraid of snakes. It keeps us from being bitten. Uh, it's, it's a good idea that uh, a lot of us have a fear of heights because it keeps us from falling off cliffs. Uh, but some fear is crippling. You know, if, you're, if you become afraid of uh, going outside, you end up having a very sheltered life. Uh, if you have a fear of talking to others about your faith, you'll never share the light that is within you. In one, one of our kids' favorite shows, A Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, there's a point where Charlie Brown comes to d- the doctor, Lucy, and uh, you know, pays his nickel so that he can get some help. And Lucy tries to pinpoint his fears for him. She has all sorts of different things that she, you know, tries to diagnose. You know, well, uh, are you afraid of the sea? Or do you have this particular phobia, which means that you're uh, afraid of um, failure? Or is it this particular phobia, because that's the fear of the ocean or... uh, you know, or, or maybe you have pantophobia. Do you think you have pantophobia, Charlie Brown? And Charlie Brown says, well, what's pantophobia? The fear of everything. That's it! <laughs> He's afraid of absolutely everything. That's my fear. Well, Charlie Brown may be afraid of everything, but you don't have to be. Ultimately, 
We have nothing to fear. For nothing in all of creation can separate us from God's love in Christ. Paul says that in Romans 8. He says, not height or depth, not angels or demons, not the, the present, not the future, nothing in all creation can get in the way of God's love. God guards our lives. He provides everything that we need, even life itself. At one point, Jesus said to his disciples, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. We have a thief that comes after us all the time. But I have come, Jesus said, that you may have life and have it to the full, have it abundantly. Now, having a full life, having abundant life, doesn't mean living the American dream, where you accumulate lots of stuff and have a big house and a nice car and go on lots of trips and get everything that you want. Now, throughout Scripture, we find that you truly find abundant life by giving your life away, by pouring yourself out in service to others, spending it in a worthy cause. Bob Goff has a close personal friend named Don Miller who wrote a book called Storyline, Finding Your Subplot in God's Story. It may sound familiar to many of you because we did a sermon series on it a few years back and had some small groups that went through the storyline process. Basically, what Don says in the book uh, is that we can be living a better story with our lives. We can have more purpose, find more meaning, find more direction in our lives when we line ourselves up with what God is doing. Not when we just try to have the best, you know, most exciting story for ourselves, but we get in tune with the story that God is telling. Does the story of your life right now invite other people along? Is it going somewhere worthwhile? Bob asked his son, uh, Adam, what he wanted to name his boat. And they'd been having a lot of conversations with Don uh, about these ideas, and Adam actually decided to name his boat The Story. Goff writes, for Adam... The story wouldn't be a sailing machine. It would be a story machine. To him, it was filled with whimsy, wonder, and adventure, even before he untied it from the dock. Well, Keaton and Miranda are launching into a brand new story, a brand new adventure in their lives, going down to Dallas to serve with these refugees who are at a very vulnerable time in their lives uh, where they've been uprooted from their homes and are, in, are strangers in a, in a foreign land and need some people to come alongside them and help them sort things out and learn a new trade and uh, get some counseling to help them through uh, what they're going through. You can have adventures too. Even without going to Dallas or Botswana or China, 
God has a great adventure for your life right where you are. He wants to use you to reach people around you, to shine his light, to touch somebody's heart for the sake of the gospel. Bob Goff says, follow love's lead and find some capers worth doing. Ones so saturated with whimsy they have to be wrung out like a wet towel to be understood fully. Following Christ will lead you on unexpected adventures. He'll help you see life completely differently and to be unafraid just as Adam was with his boat. So may our Lord Jesus open your eyes to the story that he is writing all around you. May he give you a sense of wonder and whimsy as he calls you to follow him on whatever adventure he lays out in front of you, whether it's across the world or right next door. May you be filled with wonder at what God is doing through you. Amen.